Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 1988's I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Hi guys, and welcome to a special Monday episode of I watched this as an adult. Getting this out, getting this out a day late, but still getting it out. Had a busy weekend, so wasn't able to do the podcast on Sunday. So now I have to do it on Monday. Uh, but let's get into it. Let's get into uh, things I watched this week. Like I said at the in the intro, I'm gonna be reviewing. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Uh, that's the movie that I'm going to be reviewing because we are in Wayne's month. Wayne's month is almost over, so uh, that's that. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, let's get into things I watched this week. Uh, thing I watched this week, I watched Army of the Dead last weekend, actually. Uh, Netflix, the Zack Snyder Army of the Dead. It's the I'm I'm not gonna say it's a sequel. I'm not gonna say it's a sequel to his Dawn of the Dead, which I absolutely fucking loved. And I'm not a horror guy. I'm not a horror guy at all. But his Dawn of the Dead is just perfect. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> say what you want to say what you want about Zack Snyder. You can say what you want about Zack Snyder. Say he doesn't know how to say say he doesn't know how to do superhero movies. Batman vs Superman sucked. Uh, sucker punch yeah, he made that abomination sucker punch you know that made me mad cause like the trailer the trailer to that movie looked really good and then I went to go see the movie and it was just such trash you know <laughs> sucker punch but uh but yeah man like Dawn of the Dead is like probably his best work and so now he's returning to that with Army of the Dead uh, Army of the Dead stars uh, Dave Bautista. Uh, he's a uh, mercenary, and like it's supposed to be about like these uh, mercenaries. Like he gets this team together and they go and try to find some money, right? I guess they get to keep the money when they find it. But like the thing is that they have to go into zombie-infested Las Vegas, Nevada. Apparently, it was a uh, Apparently, uh, uh, zombies. Actually, at the, at the beginning of the movie, at the beginning of the movie, it shows you how the zombie, how the how the zombies got into Las Vegas. It was. It all started. It's it's funny. It's very funny because it all started with 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 some head. You know, like some 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 oral, some oral uh. Comp- co- compensation, you might say. <laughs> it started with some oral compensation, you might say. Uh, and there was like a, a, a army truck that was driving. They had like this tanker, and I guess there was a radioactive zombie in there, and it started biting people and bit everybody in Las Vegas. And Las Vegas had to be evacuated. And because in the movie, uh, in the movie, Las Vegas is like cut off from the rest of the world. It's like the zombies just stay there. It looks like looks that looks like to be the case. Like the zombies just stay there. It's not uh, 
It's not like worldwide. The the zombies are worldwide, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the plot of the movie. They gotta go into a uh, uh, zombie infested uh, Las Vegas, and I gotta say, I'm gonna say it. I mean, like the I'm like, let me just get through it. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything yet, but uh, I enjoyed. I for the most part, for the most part, I enjoyed this movie. For the most part, I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed the uh, the chemistry between all the actors in the movie. Dave Batista, Dave Batista's good. Like he doesn't really do much, honestly. <laughs> honestly, Dave Batista doesn't really do much. Dave Batista is just here, you know. Like he's here and. Like he's he's big and he fights and he shoots guns and that's pretty much Dave Batista. He shows some emotion. I'm like he shows some emotion. There's a there's a part in here where something happens to somebody that he uh that he loves and he just starts crying. Like he starts crying and he just starts shooting. You know, <laughs> he does. He cries a couple of times in this movie. Actually, Dave Batista. Dave Batista cries. After like two people that he loves, uh, I'm gonna spoil that later. He cries after two people that he loves, like they get they they, they get dealt with, you know, like he, he like he he he's bawling his fucking eyes out in this movie, like he he's kind he's crying his ass off. But um, yeah, man, I enjoy most of this movie, but like I'm a, the zombies in this movie were like different though. It wasn't like the uh. Like the Resident Evil zombies, like the first Resident Evil zombies. It wasn't like even like the uh, the Dawn of the Dead zombies, where like they run fast and shit like that. Where they're just like, ah, 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 and they're just running and shit. Uh, these zombies are intelligent, like they're actually smart, and it's weird. It's very weird because. It's like there's two zombies in here that actually they're actually in love with each other, and I guess like they they run like the whole zombie population like they're the king and queen of the uh, zombie popula- population, and like they run everything they they run like they run Vegas pretty much is what they do they run Las Vegas and it's, and like the, all the zombies just do what these two zombies want them to do pretty much and it's it's a new take it's a it's a very fresh new take on zombies you know just to have like these like really intelligent zombies because these zombies don't just bite you they fight you know like they will kick your ass and then bite you (laughs) is what they do they will fight you they will fight you and then bite you you know is what they say because there's a couple of times with like Batista and a couple of other uh, uh, of his a couple of other uh, teammates that that are, that's in his like platoon. You might say they're in his platoon that actually they actually square up and catch like a fair one. <laughs> they square up and actually like catch a fair one with some fucking zombies. <laughs> like they going they doing hand to hand combat with fucking zombies. <laughs> like they fist fighting with zombies. <laughs> And it's it's pretty dope, man, because 
Because Dave Batista squares up with a couple of zombies. Uh, who else is uh, Omari Hardwick? You may know as Ghost from Power. Uh, he squares up. He has a really. He squares up with the uh, with the king of the zombies. Like you know, like he gets his ass kicked, but <laughs> but he squares up with him. You know, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking dope. Uh, what else happened? Uh, speaking of Omari Hardwick. Speaking of Omari Hardwick. This is the best Omari Hardwick I've seen so far. You know, I'm not really a power guy. You know, uh, he, he's been in movies, but he hasn't been like the standout in movies. But I gotta say, he stood out in this movie. <laughs> he really did. He was really good in this movie. He had a personality. He cracked jokes. You know, I've always thought that uh, I've always thought that Omari Hardwick was pretty milk toast. You know, like, he's pretty milk toast, pretty bland, pretty dry. You know, like, he wasn't that here. He was actually fun. He was actually funny. And he had a personality, you know. He was actually pretty good in this movie. Uh, another character I like in this movie, another character I like in this movie is a character named Dieter. <laughs> he's like a, a German uh, safe cracker. Uh, but Dieter's, Dieter's cool. He's kind of like this, he's kind of like this nerdy dude. Like, he's the really nerdy, awkward dude. He's not a fighter at all. He's just there to, like, crack safes. Like, he he doesn't know how to shoot a gun. He don't know how to do shit. Uh, he, scree- like, he screams like a little girl every time he sees a zombie. <laughs> you know? that, was a, that was funny in this movie. Every time he saw a zombie, every time he saw a zombie, he screamed like a little girl. <laughs> that was hilarious. But yeah, man, I like, and then uh, Dieter and uh, Omari Hardwick's character, uh, Vanderho, I think his name is Vanderho, and those two characters actually kind of develop a relationship, not a sexual relationship, they develop a, like, a friendship, you know, they, de- they develop a friendship, they become homies, and, uh, and, like, uh, Vanderho is always, like, watching Dieter's back, like, kind of, like, being a big brother to him, and, like, watching his back all the time, uh, but, um, but yeah, man, I like I like Dieter. Dieter was funny. He was kind of like best I can say about him. Uh, Dieter is kind of like uh, I, I hate to make this reference again because I don't know who likes it. Uh, but like Dieter is kind of like Billy from Power Rangers. You know, <laughs> like, I'm just gonna say that he, like he's like Billy first season of Power Rangers. You know, if anybody knows the first season of Power Rangers, like Billy didn't really fight much. Anytime he saw Putty or some shit, he would like fucking run or hide behind the other Rangers or some shit like that. That's Dieter. That's Dieter. Dieter is kind of the Billy of army of the dead like he's he's not a fighter like i said he screams like a little girl every time he sees a fucking zombie but he's smart he's smart and he knows how to get people out of predicaments that's what he does uh with his brain but uh you know but yeah man he's he he i like Dieter. Dieter was my favorite fucking character and i said like i liked omari hardwick as vanderho he was pretty good another person that didn't annoy me was uh tig nataro tig nataro didn't uh annoy me she was the uh helicopter pirate uh, pirate helicopter pilot she was she was that and uh fun fact she never saw any of the other cast members (laughs) because she was a last minute replacement because her character was the was supposed to be played by chris diella but we all know what happened to chris diella 
you know, he got in some, got in some trouble, had some sexual misconduct allegations, and uh, they digital, they digital, they digitally cut Chris out, is what they did, and they put Tig in. She Tig did all of her scenes by herself. She didn't, she didn't. She didn't meet any of the other cast members. Dave Bautista, they just, I just saw like a, um, an article where Dave Bautista said he never even met Tig. You know, <laughs> he like, he's just, he's like, so like every scene that you see, he's working with Chris. You know, like he's working with Chris. Everybody's working with Chris. They're not working with Tig. But they, they cut, they cut Chris out, put Tig in. It was seamless. You can't tell either. You go watch the movie, you can't fucking tell. But yeah, man, overall, I really enjoyed this movie. The The ending kind of pissed me off a little bit because I'm, I'm going to be spoiler alert. There's only one survivor. And the person that's a, the person that survived this movie pissed me the fuck off. Pissed, like, pissed me off the whole goddamn movie. I was like, because I was like, this person has, it was like, it didn't piss me off that because like they were a bad person. It pissed me off at how stupid they were, you know? And this is the person that gets to survive, you know, like, <laughs> this is the only person that gets to survive the, zo- the zombie uh, getting out of Vegas, because they got out of Vegas, they had to get out of Vegas, but, like, yeah, this person is the only one that survives. And I was like, oh, my God, why is it, why does it have to be this person? Hey, you know what, spoiler, I'm gonna spoil it, uh, Batista's daughter, uh, is the only person that survives, uh, pretty much, Yeah. And uh, I was just like, man, why did I was just like, man, why did it have to be her? You know, why did it have to be her? Oh, uh, she she got on my she got on my fucking nerves. This whole goddamn movie, she just wanted to because like she just wanted to do what the fuck she wanted to do. Batista's character was telling her to stop it, and then she runs off. Cause then she runs off because she's there to try to find like some friends of hers. Some friends of hers went into uh went into Las Vegas for some reason. And they got captured by they got captured by the zombie king. And so like she's going up in there with her dad and his crew to go rescue them. Uh cause like that's the side mission. Uh that's the side mission. It's like just get the money, but then we gotta go rescue the, uh my daughter's friends from the zombie king. And so uh she goes off by herself while everybody's fighting because the zombie king goes to find them. And like, you know, and like they get in, like in the middle of that, in the middle of that whole fight, she runs off. You know, <laughs> I think. No, no, not in the middle of the fight. Not in the middle of the fight is when they find the money. In the middle of them finding the money, she goes and runs off. And like Batista's like, show shit, where's my daughter at? He's like, where'd she go? And he was like, I gotta, he was like, and he was like, I gotta go find her and stuff like that, right? So she runs off. She has, to, she wants to run off and go save her friends. And pretty much, it's her fault that everybody fucking dies. Pretty much, because everybody, because everybody was fucking alive until she went out and did something stupid, you know, <laughs> by running off. Because like everybody was alive, and then like after that, like everybody just started fucking dying. Um. Uh. Uh. What's her name? Cause like they did have one. Cause like they did have one. Uh. Death at the beginning. Cause it takes like at least like 30, 40 minutes for the zombies to start 
to start like eating somebody, like to kill somebody. But um, one of their uh, one of their uh, one of their uh, platoon members, uh, a chick named a, a chick named Chambers, uh, she she is the first to die. She dies like at the she not at the beginning, but she dies about 30 minutes in 30 minutes into the movie because like there's a there's a scene where like they go into like these uh they go they gotta go underground underground or something like that but like there's zombies in there but they're sleep they're hibernating they call it because like they got this chick with them called the coyote and like she like lead she's like a, a tracker or something like that and she knows that area like she goes in she goes in and she comes out every now and again and so, like, she knows the zombies' behaviors and shit like that. And so she was like, oh, don't worry, they're hibernating or something like that. Like, the, the zombies hibernate, they sleep. And so, like, they have to uh, maneuver around the hibernating zombies. And what happens is they got this, they got this other guy with them who works for uh, the guy that sent them the guy that sent them to uh, Vegas, uh, played by uh, Hiroki Sonata, Scorpion. Uh, the guy, he's the guy that sends them to uh, Las Vegas to, to find the to find the money. But like he sends this guy with him, and what happens is uh, the chick Chambers, she says, I, "I think it's stupid." She says out loud that I don't trust you. I don't know why you're here or something like that. Like, and so. Dude pretty much fucking sets her up to get eaten by zombies, pretty much. He sets her the fuck up to get eaten by zombies. And he's just, and so, like, she just gets fucked up. I'm like, she had, she put on a good fight, though, because, like, she was taking zombies the fuck out. She was shooting them, stabbing them in the head. She was doing all types of shit. Just when you thought she was dead, she bust through, she bust through a fucking window. You know what I mean? She bust through a fucking window. And then, uh, but then she gets, but then, like, she, like, she gets, she gets tackled, and, like, them zombies, like, half off a fucking lunch, bro. You know, like, she's done. She's the first, she's the first casualty of the zombies. Uh, so, but, like, but, but after that, everybody was, but after that, everybody's fine. It was, like, it was, it's, it's fucking Batista's fucking daughter that gets everybody fucked up. Like, like she even gets Batista fucked up because he has to go, he has to go and save her, and then he gets fucking, uh, like spoiler alert, he gets bit by the fucking zombie king. <laughs> he gets bit by the zombie king, and he has to, and he fucking turns into a zombie, pretty much. So everybody's dead. Like my man, she, like she got my man Dieter killed. Uh, she got uh, uh, uh Batista girlfriend killed because Batista has a girlfriend in here named Maria, uh, played by uh, I thought it was Paz Vega. Because her past Vega looking like it's played by this chick named Ana de la Raguera, I believe her name is. Like she looks like she looks like past Vega. I thought it was past Vega, but you know, like the chick from uh, Spanglish, I thought that was her, but it's not. Uh, she was actually in a uh, Cop Out. She was in Cop Out. Uh, she's the uh, the the uh, the Spanish the uh, Hispanic chick that they uh, that Bruce Willis and uh, Tracy Morgan have to protect in Cop Out. It's her. Uh, I thought, I totally thought it was past Vega and I had to look it up. I'm like, yo, that's not past Vega. But, uh, cause they look alike. They totally look alike. But, um, yeah, get her killed. Cause like she going over there looking for her. She gets the, she gets it the worst. 
my god when you see her death scene you're gonna be if anybody seen her death scene it's gonna be like god damn <laughs> they fucked her up but uh anyway yeah man i hate that she's the survivor fucking pissed me off but other than that, i enjoyed the movie I'd, I'd probably watch it again sometime i don't know but that was that was army of the dead i'll be back with uh my review for i'm gonna get you sucker peace after these messages. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I'm going to get you sucker 1988. Let's get into it. Uh, I saw this movie probably like every other kid that grew up in the 90s saw this movie just randomly on Saturday afternoon TV. Remember when um, uh, they used to just show just random movies on TV back in the day? Uh, back in the day when you didn't, um, well, we did have cable. We did have cable at one point. But uh, <laughs> but uh, in, there was a time where we, we like, there was nothing on cable or anything like that. You just watch like random uh, Saturday morning, not Saturday morning, but Saturday afternoon TV Sunday afternoon TV, you know, that's mostly how I saw uh, a lot of movies, you know, um, but, and this is one of them, you know, pretty much, and when I was a kid, I thought this was the funniest movie ever, you know, like, just, like, when it, I loved it, I have to, I have to say, I was about, like, I want to say I was about six or seven when I saw this movie for the first time, and the funny, it was the funniest shit ever to me <laughs> as a kid, like, it was like, this has this has to be like one of my favorite movies of all time you know like it's one it's it's up there you know like because i've i've seen it a lot i haven't seen it recently in years but like when i was a kid i used to watch this movie a lot you know uh this uh let's get into the technical stuff um this movie was written and directed by keenan ivory waynes this is his directorial debut it got a uh, Rotten Tomato score of 64%, which to that I got to say, fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I'm really, like, every time I uh, incorporate Rotten Tomatoes in, like, this is probably going to be, this is probably going to be an ongoing thing where, like, I incorporate Rotten Tomatoes, they, they give a movie that I like a score that I don't like, and I'm just going to tell them to go fuck themselves, but, uh, you know, but, uh, maybe I shouldn't do that because Rotten Tomatoes does have a podcast and I would like to be on it, you know, so, <laughs> one day, you know, so, uh, maybe I should stop, uh, maybe I should stop blasting for me and uh if that's a word uh rotten tomatoes you know it's not it's not gonna get me anywhere i'm sorry rotten tomatoes can we can we be friends can we be friends rotten tomatoes because i really I, I really like your podcast and uh you, you know you get you get the rotten tomatoes wrong you know and, and you make up for you make up you make up for what, what what you did i like i like the hosts i'm actually uh i'm actually friends with uh jackie cooley on uh on, 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 on instagram so uh i actually like her you know like you know so uh i i, I actually like her so like i don't wanna i don't i don't, don't want to make her mad uh you know because she 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 she's, she goes to podcast i like mark ellis you know uh mark mark uh 
I'm cool with him. He, I think he's cool. Uh, I, I don't want to blaspheme. I don't want to blaspheme those people, you know. But but Rotten Tomatoes could 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 could, could be wrong sometimes, and I get they got a podcast about that. So, um, uh, and I, I would love to be on it, you know, one day, uh, you know. So, you know, I, I would I would love to talk about a movie. Maybe this movie. Maybe I could talk about I'm gonna get you, sucker. You know, on on, on Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. You know, just. Just putting that out there, you know, because I like I like your podcast. Uh, uh, I, I like the hosts and stuff like that. So I'm sorry I said I'm sorry I said that. Uh, I'm sorry I, I'm sorry I blasphemed you. Let's just say that. I hope I hope that helps. But moving on, uh, the budget had a uh, the movie had a but the movie had a budget of uh, three million. And it brought in a uh, 13 mil at the box office. It's just pretty good. It's a low. It was a low level movie. Uh, let's talk about what the movie is about. The movie is a spoof on 70s black exploitation films. But uh, unlike uh, Don't Be a Menace, which I reviewed like a couple weeks ago, you can check that episode out. Also, uh, I found this uh, to be more of a love letter to uh, black exploitation. Uh, is what I found. It was like, cause don't be a menace is kind of mean. <laughs> don't be a menace is pretty mean spirited to uh, LA to LA culture, you know. It, cause like it's guys from New York, you know. I talked about that on the on the review that it, it, it could be a bit mean spirited at times. But this is a love letter to black exploitation. Uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans plays Jack Spade, an uh, army soldier who comes home to investigate the death of his brother. Uh, we also have 70, 70s icons, Bernie Casey, Jim Brown, Isaac Hayes, and Janet Dubois. They also co-star with young up-and-comers at the time, Don Lewis, Damon Wayans, and Kadeem Hardison. My man, Kadeem Hardison. Uh, <laughs> like, all three of these people, all three of them, like, do the, do their thing, man. Like, they're funny as hell. Uh, everybody in this movie actually does their thing. Everybody's just fucking great in this movie uh honestly i laughed like the first 10 minutes the first 10 minutes made me laugh hysterically it's just like the comedy timing in this movie is impeccable like they know they know what beats to hit where to hit them how to hit them everybody's on cue people that have never done people that have never done comedy like in this movie, like they 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 hit every fucking beat. Like a guy like Jim Brown, you know, like a guy like Jim Brown, you wouldn't think he would uh you didn't you wouldn't think that he would make fun of himself, but he had no problem. He had no problem making fun of himself in this movie. It's it's it it it's immaculate, you might say it's immaculate how great the the, the comedy timing is in this movie. Uh this movie, uh, like I said, this movie has a big cast. It uses everybody to the best of their abilities. You know, like from the main cast, like to the cameos that show up along the way. You know, because you got you got like John Witherspoon, you got David Allen Greer, you got uh, Kim Wayans, Robin Harris. You know, Kim Wayans just doing her Kim Wayans shtick. You know, just falling all over the floor and just being loud, and you know, like it's, it's what she does. She's she's great at it. She's funny. 
with it you know so like uh david allen greer is here just be david allen greer john witherspoon uh is brilliant robin harris is brilliant for a little time he's in for a little time everybody's brilliant in this movie but my three favorite cameos in this movie are uh Anne marie johnson who plays cherry who's kind of like a uh she's kind of like a, a a freak she's like a freak and she's the chick that like that takes off like all her she takes off her wig and her eyes and she takes her fucking contacts off and then like she got fake titties she takes those off and then she got a fake ass and then she got a fake leg and all this shit and I like I like I enjoyed that I thought that was pretty hilarious Clarence Williams the third I thought he was hilarious as the uh the Black Panther with the white wife <laughs> I thought that was funny and we also have a young Chris Rock in here uh good lord does a lot of money and <laughs> we were just like he like can i have one rib i sure am hungry <laughs> this has to be like one of his one of his first times on screen i want to say because i'm not sure if he did this first or beverly hills cop uh i pr- probably have to find it i think he did this first and then he did beverly hills cop because i want to say beverly hills cop came out in 89 Beverly Hills Cop 2. I mean, uh, I think he did Beverly Hills Cop 2 after this because he, uh, he, uh, because I believe that came out in 89 because, like, he's the uh, valet in Beverly Hills Cop 2 because Eddie Murphy flew him out to L.A. and shit to, to do that movie and then flew him back. Uh, Chris Rock uh, told the story on, like, I think inside the actor's studio or something like that. He told that story. And, um... But yeah, man, he's fucking hilarious in this movie for the little time he's in there. Like this, this movie, man, this movie is just like nonstop. I this, I don't think I've laughed consecutively, like concurrent and concurrently, as much as I laughed at this movie. You know, like just like the laughs keep coming, and like you're afraid to even laugh harder than you are because you might miss something else that's still funny. You might miss something else that's funny. Um. But yeah, with this movie, man, like I, I really felt like there was a like a black renaissance happening in the uh, late '80s, from like '80, from I want to say from like '86 to like '89. That was kind of like a black re- renaissance going on because you had this movie, yeah, coming to America, you had Hollywood Shuffle, you had everything that Spike Lee was doing. You know, she's got to have it. School days, do the right thing. Uh, Mobetta Blues, which I don't think that's an 80s movie, I believe that's a 90s movie, but still kind of, yeah, Lean On Me, you know, like, this is, there was a lot of good black films going on, uh, in the, in the, in the late, in the late 80s, a lot of great black films came out in the late 80s, and I, I hate to harp on this, because I harped on this on, uh, Don't Be a Menace, uh, I, I kind of feel like, uh, hood movies kind of undercut all that process, all the progress we were making, uh, and, like, we, we're kind of still, I think we're kind of still, like, suffering for it, you know, because, like, like I said, John Singleton, his heart was in the, God bless him, his heart was in the right place with Boys in the Hood, he wanted to show you what happens in his neighborhood, and it was, like, the, that was kind of, like, the first real peak at uh la uh hood life i know you had yeah colors before that but that was that was mainly a cop movie it wasn't really about the gangs you know 
It wasn't really about LA co- LA hood culture. It was mostly about the cops. But A Boys in the Hood was a movie about the hood. And I think a lot of people saw that and they were just like, hey, this is some quick money. Let's go make this. So they just started making a whole bunch of hood movies and diluting everything that the that people did. You know, all everything people did. I like we tried to we tried to make positive black movies in the late nineties and early two thousands, you know, but it's like it just wasn't enough. It just like we just got we just got just like pigeonholed with the hood movie you know just with the hood movie it was like it's like a it's like something that we struggle to shake off today 30 years later you know it's something that we struggle to shake off like 30 years later and i'm like we're starting to shake it off a lot of people like to credit black panther with that and then like we started we started having you know more uh, positive movies, just movies about uh, just being regular people, you know. But like, we still, like, it's still like that hint, you know. But we're 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 moving forward. We're moving forward. But get back to I'm gonna get you sucker. Like I'm gonna get you sucker is like one of those movies that should be celebrated, you know, because it helped. It helped out a lot. It's quality filmmaking at its best. I feel like like the movie is just like it's it's flawless. I can't think of anything in that movie. I can't think of anything in that movie that's bad. It's it's flawless. It's fucking flawless. Um, a hot take. This is the hot take of the, of the episode. I really think instead of showing a uh, kid Citizen Kane in films in film school, they should show kids. I'm gonna get you sucker. I really think. I really think that because. That's how good the, the movie is when it comes from a filmmaking standpoint, from an acting standpoint, from a comedic timing standpoint. Like it nails everything, everything you want in a movie. I really, I really feel that. I really feel that. You know, like we were because I would consider I would consider this movie a classic. You know, I would consider this movie a classic. It's a it was a great. Uh, directorial debut for Keenan Ivory Wayans, you know, like it helped him direct more movies, you know. <laughs> it's like he he really really got into the director's chair uh, a lot after this after this movie. So and without this, we wouldn't have in Living Color, like in all the stars that that show put out. You know, Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, 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 the other Wayans, <laughs> uh, Tommy Davidson, you know, like there's a lot of people that came out of in living color that flourished, uh, David Allen Greer, you know, a lot of people that came out of that show that flourished, you know, like it all starts when I'm going to get you sucker. This is where it starts. There's nothing more I can say about this movie. It's like, I absolutely love this movie. It's a perfect fucking movie i love it i love it to death i will probably most likely watch it again any anytime i want to you know this this has a this this movie has a very it has a re watchability quality it does uh, i'm gonna give it a five out of five join me next week when i talk about 2000s scary movie that's how we're gonna end wayne's month 
So until next time, peace. <laughs>